This episode of Silly Talks about science fiction is brought to you by Sam and Dean's mom. That's right, Sam and Dean's mom, because they're really running out of ideas this year. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Anyway, this is our uh, 101st podcast. 102nd podcast. Whoops, you're right. And hi, I'm Kristen Kist. And I'm Jeff Gritman. <laughs> Tricked you that time. We're the co-authors of a science fiction comedy book series called Prison Dad! Starring the fabulous Leslie James Gum. We just released our sixth Prison Dad book. I know, it's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Crazy. But today so- we are here to talk to you about what we thought of fall TV. That's right, we're going to give you our fall TV report card. Yeah, it's good times. Hey, wait a minute. What's that sound? What's going on? Who's there? Hey, it's JL Gribble. I heard you guys were talking about TV, and I watch an awful lot of TV. Oh, hey! hey, Welcome for coming! Hey, so do we! Well, so do I. Yeah, I watch some, but hey, I did watch that show that you recommended to me called The Orville, and I thought it was awesome, so thanks. That's a great place to start You're welcome. The three of us all watched The Orville this year, um, and it exceeded my expectations. JL, what'd you think? I once I got past the first two episodes, then it really hit a stride as I could actually be watching a Star Trek show. I feel like the first two episodes were Seth MacFarlane appeasing the dumb humor audience of his previous shows. We like once to call that a added, dick and fart joke. <laughs> yeah, and once he got that out of the way, he could get down to the nitty gritty of writing the Star Trek fanfic that he's always wanted. Yeah. How do you feel, Kristen? I loved it. I was expecting to be um, underwhelmed, but I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool that they had interesting storylines. They introduced other alien species, and there was fun science-y stuff like wormholes and what have you. And I really loved all the, the images of, like, the space, like when they'd look out the big bay windows and it was just, like, stars everywhere. It really makes you feel like, you know, there's limitless possibilities. So, fun fact, Seth MacFarlane actually has made a huge, most of those sets are all models, and the forward window of the bridge is actually a giant window that he hangs a curtain with a starscape on it. It's not just a green screen, because he wants the actors to actually see the stars. I think that's awesome. It's pretty neat. Now... What's interesting here is that, like, JNL, JL and I, we are Trekkies, mm-hmm. where you are not a Trekkie. No, I'm a Star so Wars fan. for us, and what we were discussing at ChessyCon two weeks ago, is that we were discussing, like, hey, about, like, you know, not even a, a third or, or a fourth of the way through the episode. As soon as I figure out what's going on, I know how they're going to resolve it. But you know what? I love it anyway. I, like, I, I'm, I'm not really, you know, surprised. Though, the epi- the parenting episode with the, the child, I don't want to give any spoilers away. That surprised me. That ending shocked me. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's really fun and interesting. And I, and I love, like, the relationships that they're creating with the, with the characters on the show. And, you know, delving into everybody's different cultures. Um, it's really fun. So, I'm all caught up in that one. One of the few on the list. <laughs> I give the Orville an A. I give it an A too. I, I'm waiting for the next one to come on all the time. That's it. There's one it's more, fun. and then it's then silly I season's know. over. Yeah, it's crazy. How about you, Jail? I, I give it a pretty solid B plus. Okay. Nice. All right. 
It's pretty good. Sticking with uh, Fox, we're going to switch over to a show that just JL and I watched and Kristen has not gotten around to, but she's going to. Mm-hmm. And that is our X-Men uh, TV show, The Gifted, which I went into this with kind of like a meh uh, expectations. Um, uh, Bill Moyer, is that his name? Yes, yeah. True Blood. I don't think he's, I didn't, I still don't think he's that great of an actor, but everybody else in the cast is great, and I love the stories, and it takes place in an X-Men, kind of like after the Last Stand era X-Men, where the X-Men are missing, and mutants are on the run, and they're being hunted by the government. Ooh, scary. That sounds fun. How do you think you feel about jail? I'm, I'm only about halfway through... Uh, what's available because I'm a little uh, behind on my DVR but I'm definitely enjoying it I'm definitely enjoying all the representation of the mutants and the different abilities Um, and the government guys are suitably creepy and kind of scary and I do like the premise of the well I like the premise of the dad as lawyer who is usually prosecuting the mutants but it's kind of, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a trope that all of a sudden he's supportive of the mutants just because now his kids are them. So that's a little bit problematic for me, but overall it's been pretty fun so far. I don't think he has any choice but to be supportive of them. That's how I felt too. But you know, that's, I, I hate, I hate the end of, like, oh, because I'm a parent card, but you know, like. I, I kind of feel that way, like like I ha- like all right. I have to get behind this now because you know for my my family safety, I have to go the other way than the way I was. But in the movies, the dads didn't always do that. No, no, like the general that like messed up. He put the adamantium in Wolverine, but his son was a mutant, and he was like really embarrassed. Rogue's parents kicked her out. Yeah. in the movies, yeah. But anyway, so maybe it's a different take on it. A lawyer. Not being a jerk for good. once. <laughs> some of us. Some of us are not. <laughs> a good-looking show, too. They really got good effects, I feel. Um, I was very worried in the first couple episodes where they kind of had, like, two stories. Like, there was, like, part of the team was in one place and part of the team was in another place. And I was like, if they don't, if they don't combine these two stories really soon, by the time they do meet up, it's going to be very, you know, disconnected because here's this cast has been working together and this part of the cast has been working together. Like, mm. so, uh, but no, when they finally eventually did it, it did, it did mash up pretty well. And, uh, Amy Acker is always great. I like Amy Acker a lot. Yeah. Definitely got some high sci-fi cred on her part. For sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give the gifted a solid B plus. Love it. I watch every episode when it comes on. Not a play yeah. for me. B, B, B plus for me, too. Okay. I will quick uh, cover Ghosted, which is a comedy show on Fox on Sunday nights. And it uh, consists of Craig Robinson, who you know him from The Office. And what's that Apocalypse movie you like? Uh, this is the end. Yeah, this is the yeah. end. And Adam Scott, who was on uh, Parks and Rec. He was in Step Brothers. In the um, Piranhas. Yeah. Piranha film. <laughs> um, so the, what happens is that Adam Scott is kind of like a, a nerdy conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theorist. Craig Robinson is a mall cop who was once a police officer at one time. And they get uh, recruited into a secret government organization, which at first I thought was just hiding, hunting ghosts. But it's aliens and it's uh, artificial intelligence and it's... So it's um, it's every kind of sci-fi villainy, you know, 
as in uh, you know a sci-fi comedy, uh, twenty-minute hilarity laugh fest. And as someone who is, you know, we want our books to be that twenty-minute show. Um, I like Ghosted. Now the first four or five episodes were rough, but once they figured it out, it has just been solid and it is hysterical. Like we actually let a bunch pile up for a while. Because we were like kind of hesitant to watch it, and then we blew through them all at once, and the, the show got really good. Uh, because of that slow start, though, I'm going to give it a B minus. But there's definitely room for growth with Ghosted. Cool. Um, rounding out, we got two more Fox shows to talk about. Um, unfortunately, they're not ones Jail watches. Uh, but uh, the first one is Last Man on Earth. I love this show, and every time I stop watching it for a little while, I let them build up, and then I watch them, and I love them all over again. It's just, they're really funny, it's good writing, you know, it's surprising, sometimes it's sad, uh, there's definitely awesome character development and character arcs, um, and it's just really inventive and creative and cool. It's just a, a really good, funny show. There can be something that will make you laugh hysterically and make you cry in the same episode. We talk about this show a lot on our podcast from week to week. Um, how, you know, the sci-fi premise here is that it's the, the virus has wiped everybody out and most people are at home sick when the virus struck. They weren't, you know, it hit so fast that the roads are clear, the supermarkets are stocked and, you know, and, and empty and, you know, and you're not dealing with... people died so fast that... Yeah, there just isn't a big mess everywhere. No, exactly. That's, that's the difference here. Is it's not that slow grinding to a halt where you know uh, society breaks down. Here, it's just kind of like boom in one day, like everybody like died pretty much. Yeah. Um, and we love the show. Is it fifth? Is it the fifth season? I think so. Fourth or fifth season? It's been on for a long time. Um, does not do well in the ratings, but I don't understand why, because it's outright brilliant. I think people just don't know about it, or they expect it to just be, like, yeah, like, dick and fart jokes, and it's That's not. That's exactly because it's, it's, it it's on, like, after, like, Family Guy or something like that. I think it did right. well when it was matched up with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Get that SNL kind of... Yeah, it's cool. just, I don't know, it's just a very different kind of show, and, and I liked it from the beginning, and yeah. every time I forget how much I like it and I watch it again, I'm like, this is why I love this show. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's just cool. So anyway, I, yeah, I give Last Man on Earth an, an A. A. Holiday. A. I might even get A+. Plus. It's one of my favorite shows that's on right now. The last Fox show, but it's not really Fox, it's FX, is we have to talk about American Horror Story Cult. <laughs> yeah, I liked it so much better than Roanoke, which was last season. How about no supernatural, no sci-fi in it at all? No, it was just a creepy meditation on cult leaders, mostly sort of focused on, like, Manson, but um, they definitely touched on a bunch of other cults. And especially um, our current political administration. Right, like just people being brainwashed and doing what you know, their leader tells them to do, yeah. even when his ideas are completely ridiculous. Exactly. Um, Evan Peters was brilliant the season, so creepy. Um, you could see how he was mesmerizing people, and it really showed how, you know, cults are built off of vulnerable people who don't have good self-esteem and manipulative, creepy people who know how to find their weaknesses and exploit them. Um, so you could just you could just see him playing people in... You know, it was, it was brilliant and really scary. The character arcs were great from start to finish. And Billy Eichner? It was fun. To wow! See. Like, yeah. yeah. T 
TV means more Billy. It's yeah. a good time. He's not just yelling at people running around New York City anymore. Or no. in Pawnee, Indiana. Like, he's... He's... That was... It was serious and scary. And, and it was sad. terrifying and sad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, really, really solid uh, season of AHS. So My second favorite to the first um, being Horror House... And my my old second favorite was Covenant. Now Covenant definitely comes in at three. Yeah, Coven and Hotel are Coven. my favorites. This is Coven, yeah, Coven sorry. Because it's a witch's Coven. Coven and Hotel are still my favorites, but this is a solid... I would say it's on par with Hotel. I really okay. just really like. it. And you it. loved Hotel, I too. I loved Hotel, yeah. But this was a good modern horror story. Um, with, yeah, no supernatural elements. Yeah, crazy, crazy. I would totally give it an A+. Yeah. Especially for Evan Peters. A plus indeed. A plus indeed. Alright, do we want to do ABC? Yeah, we're we going to talk go? about ABC really qu- ABC, ABC shows really quick. Okay. And JNL, JL and I will talk about them. Uh, we'll start off with Marvel's The Inhumans. Now, you finished it. Oh my god, why? <laughs> I don't know why. Why did I do that to myself? Oh no. Tell it us, was like, tell us your put it on in the background and look over and go, what are they doing now? And then they like, get really mad at all the characters. Uh, what was the premise of this show? Okay, so the premise is that there are, um, you know, Inhumans, which from S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, they're, they're, uh, they got their powers from something else. So in this case, when they hit, like, puberty, they get exposed to the Terrigen, and then they get... Um, they grow some kind of power, all right? Mm. So Growing a power. That sounds and they're not gross. growing, you know what I mean. The, the <laughs> mutant, mutant kind of way. So um, what happened is that the... Who is he on Game of Thrones? Anyway. The evil guy. Yeah. The guy who, yeah, Sansa's no. guy. Oh. <laughs> what's his name? But he was essentially playing the same character. Ramsey Bolton. Game of okay. Thrones. Yes, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. Ramsey Bolton, yes. You're right. He was essentially playing the same character. Uh, Only where, even more whiny and annoying and entitled. And he did that was eaten possible. by doggos? No. Well, I don't know. I haven't reached the end yet. Um, Inhumans had a lot of the same uh, people running the show that Iron Fist did. Oh, no. Suddenly, it makes so much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, um... I've been, um, I blew through about six episodes so far. I think I have, like, four more to go, or two more to go, or something like that. I don't, I don't know. Um, nothing has really happened at all. There's a giant dog that can teleport. But it doesn't eat Ramsey? That's a bummer. Not yet. Inhumans, um, I've seen worse shows, but I've seen a lot better shows. Inhumans so far, I'm giving it a D halfway through the season. Oh, snap. Uh, I'm giving it a D at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, have you watched any of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet? I have not watched the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. premiere yet, okay, but so, I'm super excited, too. So on Friday, I got I hooked up my new 65-inch TV, and my wife and I watched TV for about, like, five hours. <laughs> and so that was on, like, the two-hour premiere. Uh, we, we watched the whole thing on Friday night when it aired, and um, I don't... I, What's interesting to me is, um, and you'll learn this all like really quick in the pilot. I feel like I'm not spoiling anything here. Is that it takes place in the future, uh, in a future where aliens have destroyed Earth, and we're living in a space station above 
um, mm-hmm. above Earth. So it's um, it's really neat to find out our you know our characters. We know like how you know what what are they doing in the future? Why were they picked? They were in the diner last we saw. How they get there? Um, a lot of cool stuff. So the two hour premiere, you know, just like Shield style, where like you know, so two hours of TV is like eighty minutes. Um, probably 40 of those minutes were just filler. You know, there were 40 minutes that actually pertained to the, the, the plot. You know, like every S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, only half of it, it really pertains to what you're looking at. Uh, the other half, you're just kind of like, okay, what, what, who's writing this stuff? So, that's how I always felt about S.H.I.E.L.D. from the beginning. So, um... So it hasn't even been a full season, it's just been episodes. No, because it took in Humans' time slot. Oh! So, it was like just the first two episodes aired. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you can't really grade it. I don't really. I graded a. I'm interested. (laughs) Very cool. E for effort. (laughs) Yeah. We should talk about CW shows. Um, Do you girls want to talk about Supernatural? Oh, sure. I am very behind on Supernatural. I've only watched the first two episodes. But I like the action this season. Um, you know, Lucifer's got a son, and the son doesn't exactly know that he's Lucifer's son, and as soon as he was born, he was an adult, so he's trying to figure out who he is and navigate the world, and Sam and Dean are trying to decide, should they kill him, and when should they kill him, and actually now, how can they kill him? And, um, I think it's fun, so we'll see. I mean, you know. It's not. It's not a Jesus playing Lou and Davis song. So, so it's better than that. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I, I'm three episodes behind. On the one hand, I love Supernatural. I've always loved Supernatural. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm really kind of glad this is the last season. My philosophy about Supernatural has always been they jumped the shark and then never landed. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. looking for a good long while, but now I think they're, they're coming up on done. So I'm interested to see how they're going to wrap things up this season. Now, are you sure it's the last season? I am 90% sure it's the last season. Did you know that? No, I thought they were continuing on. And I'm pretty like, sure they, guys. like, I thought at the end of last year they got renewed for three years. <laughs> And I was, like, rolling my eyes and, like, hitting myself over the head with a frying pan. But I completely agree with you. Like, we've seen them do everything at least two times now. Like, the smoke monster going to hell, going to heaven, going to purgatory. I still have no regrets for when when I left, when I did. I have no regrets. But I can't stop watching because I have to know what happens in the end. Yes, I'll watch the last episode and and I'll be like, oh, I saw this one already. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll give it a B. It's still fun to watch. B? But sometimes I'm like, come on, what the heck? They're still trying. It's still fun to watch. It's not It's not. You like torturous. the man meat. Listen, I'm not going to throw Dean or Sam Winchester out of bed. Dean and Sam. Sammy. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe a little cast up in that piece. Every once in a while, spice it up. Anyway. <laughs> What's your grade? I would I would also give it a B. I, I mean, I'm definitely in for the long haul. See, same. Same Z's. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. I, and that opinion is that Sam and Dean are hot. See, I completely agree with you, JL, on that. All right. Um, 
So JL and I are now going to discuss all of the CW superhero shows and mash them all into, into one. Mash them all into one thing. Uh, first off, uh, Crisis on Earth X. I loved it. It was amazing. It was everything that Justice League wasn't. Yes, that's great. That's Boy. great. Um, and better than last year's four four episode crossover too. Last year's was good. This one was better. How do you Yes. Do? Okay, good. I um Supergirl has become the most political show on TV. Um as far as kind of calling out, you know, Republicans on their crap and stuff, which is <laughs> awesome that that's happening. Yeah. Um Arrow's been a little slow as far as Oliver not being Arrow for a lot of it. That's, that's pretty sad. Arrow slow. Probably work. Probably not as bad as the Flash being slow, yeah. which would totally defeat. Flash was slow last year. Flash mm. is, is much better this year than it was last year. And Legends of Tomorrow has been my favorite of the four. Legends is fantastic. Yeah, it has gone from like the okay, this is gonna be fun to this is so much fun, and it's and it and it's funny and it's entertaining, and they brought Captain Cold back, and he's my favorite. Captain Cold. Yeah, Captain it's Cold. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm a little upset over who he may have been brought back in yeah. exchange for, which I won't say who because spoilers. But uh, yes, Crisis on Earth X definitely involves some tears. Yeah, that was that was really sad what happened. Um, I don't I don't know how else to say it, but yeah, it was it was a uh, uh, definitely you know losing someone like that it was pretty rough. And then this week, you know, you thought. You know, Did Superman die again? Visited that character. I don't know how to say it. What? No. <laughs> I actually thought Superman was totally going to be on um, Supergirl this week. Mm. Really thought so, but no, was not. No. Um, yeah, because I rushed to like watch all these shows <laughs> in the last like three days, so I gave you caught up for everything. Um, if I had to pick an order, my order at the moment would be Legends, Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow. How about you? Legends, Flash, Supergirl, and then Arrow. Cool. All right, we're pretty much, pretty much in sync there. Um, I got to give everything an A. I look forward to watching these shows all the time. Um, you know, Arrow would be the one that I would give like a B minus to, but that's still kind of harsh though because I enjoy watching Arrow. It's just out of the four, it's my least favorite, and it's the one that started all this stuff. I think the problem we're having with Arrow right now is they're so used to, for the past five years, they haven't really had to write a full episode because of all the flashback stuff. And now all of a sudden they're having, having to fill the full 44 minutes with stuff that's happening in the present. And they can't rely on, oh, well, we're going to waste 15 to 20 minutes for stuff on the stupid island. <laughs> you know, that's so funny because on, on this podcast over the last you know two years of doing this, I've said time and time again, like, I'm done with the island stuff. Give the, all the time dedicated to the city. And I did not even think about that, that there's no flashbacks this year. I like how the new team has come together on Arrow, though. That's good, though. Last year, the team was not really all there. Well, you know why they had to replace a bunch of the team, right? No. Because 
Sam and Dean from Supernatural advised Stephen Amell that after a certain number of years, he should renegotiate his contract with CW for more money. And therefore, all the money is going to Stephen Amell. And they had to get new actors because they couldn't afford all of the other supporting characters. Oh, Sam and Dean. That was not nice. I thought he was getting all that money from that Ninja Turtles movie he made. Oh, wait, that bombed. <laughs> What do you, um, so, uh, what's your, what's your grade on the CW superheroes? I think all of them get an A. Um, Arrow gets a B for, you know, because they are trying to figure out this new method of, oh, everything is happening in the present, so we have to write more. So I think the writers will eventually get themselves sorted out. I think you're right. I think you're right. Let's move on to talking about, uh, NBC shows. NBC covering the blanket of USA and sci-fi as well. The first thing I want to talk about is Superstition. Superstition is a new show to sci-fi this fall, which I decided I was going to watch. And at least I got three episodes in, and I said, you know what? I saw this show before when it was called Supernatural. (laughs) I stopped watching it then. And I'm going to stop watching it now. So I only lasted three episodes with Superstition. Uh, it really was um, sci-fi's turn at making Supernatural show. Now, I did watch Supernatural for like nine years. So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like I, I just started with, you know, maybe eight, eight or nine years, you know. But uh, Superstition, I, I didn't give it more than three episodes. Ghost, World, Ghost Wars is a show that's on, I want to say Thursday nights. Uh, it's kind of interesting. It's this little town that's on this like remote island, very disconnected from the mainland. And uh, they've opened like a portal, and there's ghosts that are coming through, and they are not very nice at all. Not they, friendly. Not, uh, not friendly. No, no, definitely um, lots of murdered leerdlers. And this is kind of like the outcast kid who's the medium. Um, and then there's... Um, ghost whisperer. Yeah, pretty much, know. yeah. So, there's a lot of stuff that's been done before, uh, but there's a lot of stuff that's kind of creepy and interesting. It's got some cool cast members, and uh, I kind of kind of say, you know, check it out. It's 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 interesting. I like it. Uh, Channel Zero was a letdown from season one, but still, I'm going to tune in for season three. I watched some of this. I thought it was creepy, but then, you know, I don't have that much time, so... The last uh, sci-fi show that just I watch and none of you, <laughs> no one else does, is Z Nation. And Z Nation is having its best season. Um, it is better than The Walking Dead. It is hysterical. <laughs> it is just downright goofy and everything that happens on it is so great. At ChessyCon, um, almost every panel I was on the entire weekend, there was someone brought up Z Nation. It made me feel so good because I had someone else to talk about Z Nation with other than my buddy Joe. Um, good stuff. So, and still under the NBC blanket let's talk about mr robot oh my god mr robot why don't you uh you want to lead this one off here about the season yeah so my husband is a computer guy and he and all of his coworkers absolutely adore this show because it's the best representation of actual hacking on tv ever um I I was a little bummed that the second season reused the unreliable narrator situation. Um, I'm only a few episodes into this season, but I'm still loving it. I love this sort of slow, are we post-apocalyptic? Are we not? How aft is the world really? 
And what is Elliot and Mr. Robot's role in it? But I'm loving it. There's an episode this season, uh, you're probably about one or two away from it, where it was commercial-free on USA, which is nice, or very limited commercial. And the whole thing was, like, basically one long camera shot. So cool. It was so inventive. Um, it was kind of a culmination of a lot of things that you thought were going to happen on this show anyway. But it's the most interesting thing about this season of, of Mr. Robot is like him, like it opens up and he's like staring at like a TV in like a store and being and seeing like the Trump victory and being like, this is my fault. Like I caused this. Like, you know, like him just like, like solely taking responsibility for the hell that we all live in now. It's, it's amazing. I thought that was amazing. I was, I was, I thought that was really neat how they lined that up. Um, the second season then of this show, I've said it on here a couple times. It was, the second season was extremely pretentious. This season, um, really got back on track. I give Mr. Robot an A. Yeah. Mr. Robot's definitely getting an A and I'm not even done with the fall yeah, yeah. section of the season yet. So. Yeah, I think there's only one one episode left. What day is it? Wednesday. It's probably on, like, right now. Um, another NBC show that you and I both watch is The Good Place. Oh, I love The Good Place. After the first episode of the season, I was worried where this show was going. Because the first episode of season two is basically all of season one in one episode. Eh. <laughs> it's like, they rebooted it, per se. Which, but perfectly. But like, perfectly. You, you hear the term reboot in most shows, and you're like, oh, God, you know, something weird happened. But no, in this instance, reboot is all good. Yeah, it really is. Um, and how they're handling the reboot. And they even call it a reboot themselves, which is even funnier, too. Um, has been great. So, so kind of like just where the characters have gone and, and all the different things that have happened. This show is hysterical. Um, it's forking hysterical, if you will, because they can't curse where they are. Right, yeah, yeah uh-huh. right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Ted Danson and Kristen Bell. It's good stuff. Yeah. My favorite uh, episode was when uh, Janet made her uh, husband. Yeah, you watched, it, I've seen that one. That was delightful. I, I, I can't and think of his name. awkwardly painful at the same time. Yes. He's been, he was on like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, he was just in that movie with uh, Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler that was out this summer, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head, but he's hysterical in every single thing he shows up on, he was great on uh, Parks and Rec even a couple of years too, when he showed up on there uh, a couple of years ago. I give The Good Place an A. A lot of people, oh, not, definitely. yeah, a lot a, of people definitely. knocked this fall TV season, they're like, oh, there's nothing good coming on, but I'm like, I'm really happy with everything I've been watching, with the exception of Superstition. Got the axe, <laughs> and another show that got the axe is I tried watching because um, our friend worked on it. Uh, Kevin probably saves the world. I got like halfway through the first episode, and I don't I don't do too well with the the religious stuff. I had to had to walk away, walk away. Kristen, let's talk about Stranger Things. Oh wait, wait, wait! Oh, we gotta sorry. talk about Shara Chronicles, which oh. I only watched the season premiere of. Yeah, but hey, hey. I, yeah. I need to like tie my husband down and not in the kinky way, and we need to finish this. <laughs> or in the kinky way. <laughs> talk about it. So Shara Chronicles is based on uh, some fantasy books from like the seventies and eighties, 
where in the books you you kind of it's a slow burn reveal that this takes place in the significant future, but in the show it's like super obvious from the set design that this takes place in the future, like in the ruins of Seattle and San Francisco and in between, but there's magic and elves and gnomes and dwarves and all sorts of crazy stuff. And Manu Bedek getting weird roles after being an arrow um, with a lot of pretty people because it was oddly on MTV yeah, it's first season. I thought I remember but, um, it being on MTV. But uh, Spike picked it up for the second season, and like I said, I've only seen the first episode, but I'm excited to catch up. Yeah, the first season is on Netflix, and ever since it showed up there, I'm like, I gotta do it, I gotta do it. I haven't done it yet. Um, it's totally, totally gonna happen. Um, with it being on, the first season being on, on MTV, because it's a very like colorful and like, like looking show I, that hasn't changed yeah, as far as I can tell from the second from the the one episode I've seen of the second season I was weird I was worried that it was going to have a significantly different look and I it looked like the exact same show very cool very cool yeah I'm definitely going to check out the first season on Netflix transitioning over to Kristen we're going to talk about Stranger Things oh sure uh, I thought second season of Stranger Things was outstanding. It really continued the story on, created some cool character arcs. I loved what they did with um, with Steve's character. Um, I loved all the kids were fantastic. All the references to our, child- our childhoods. I absolutely loved um, Sam showing up Samwise, although that's not his real name. Sean Astin was like, as nobody knew. Nobody knew brain. that he was going to be on that show. Like it was not hyped in any no, way, shape, or form. I was so surprised when he popped up, and I was like, "What?" And he I was guess, like a main character. Yeah, and I guess they wanted to. I read the, I watched the interviews after it, and they said they wanted him to be like kind of a jerk and a bad guy. But then when Sean Astin came to apply for the role, they were like, "No, we can't do that to him. He has to be awesome." So um, I absolutely I loved him. him. Yeah, he he was just so delightful and adorable and sweet. I just wanted to bring him home and. Have him be the vampire in my house at Halloween. No. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was scary, exciting, heartbreaking, you know, fascinating. And um, I loved seeing our friend Amy Mullins again. Yeah. Uh, playing the mom. Playing we got to get her mom. on the podcast. We got to figure this um, out. Yeah, just dope. Every second of it, I really, really loved. I thought all the, everybody did a fabulous job, and the story was really solid. Yeah. How yeah. About, what did you think, JL? I, I loved it. Um... I have like kind of a weird reaction to that show because I'm I'm a little bit younger than you guys, so I don't yeah. have quite the same nostalgia for the '80s. Um, and also, I lived in weird places, so <laughs> there's no <laughs> memories there. Uh, but it's definitely quality storytelling. Uh, Steve's character arc blew me away. Um, yeah, I, I never saw what the purpose of Billy was because I don't think that his the attempt at redemption that they gave him didn't work for me. Yeah, it was creepy. And everyone kind of whined about that one episode in Chicago, but I think that's going to play 
if it, I think it's going to play a heavier role next season. If it doesn't, then I'll jump on the what was up with that one episode bandwagon. But as of right now, I'm hoping that they're just laying threads for stories later. They totally are. I am not worried about that episode one at all. I thought it was great. Eleven got her own episode. Check Me all too. this stuff out. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, no, all about it. Um, I love that. Yeah, you wanted to know how other kids' lives were messed up like Eleven's, because she clearly wasn't the only one. Yeah. So I thought that, I thought that was really Because cool. all that stuff with Tom's sister, you know, and, and, um, you know, the seeing the two kids, too. how she kept saying those, those words over and over again, and you saw those, like, you know, the sunflower, I forget what they all were, yeah, you know. Yeah, rainbow, sunflower, right. whatever, 345 or whatever it was. Yeah, know? the time, yeah, and... But yeah, I mean, you know that those doctors were involved in messing up a lot more people than just Eleven and her mom, so I think that's going to be a bigger part in the upcoming seasons. Right. You know? Yeah. Very, very but it cool. it was awesome. That show was awesome. Uh, Stranger Things gets an A. Yeah, totally. Oh, definitely an A. I wasn't sure you watched it or not. That's great. No, I didn't know you watched it. That's, that's awesome. A uh, couple other things to discuss really quick here. I'll get them out of the way. Uh, Stand Against Evil is a great show with uh, on IFC. It's totally an Ash vs. Evil Dead ripoff. Yeah, I watched Ash, so. And um, it, it's hysterical. It's it's like 20 minutes a week, and I can totally fit time in my schedule to watch uh, John C. McGinty? McGinley. McGinley, yeah. yeah. Um, be a jerk and beat up some demons. So, um, you know, it gets a B plus, maybe A minus. Uh, Dirk Gently's holistic detective agency is my favorite thing on. Um, A plus. It is silly. It has everything going for it. I watched part of the first season and I really liked it. But yeah, I, te- I definitely recommend everybody check that show out. It's great, and none of us has watched the Runaways yet. Mm-mm. No. Nope. <laughs> really I've only heard good things, so maybe when it, when I can watch it somehow, who I, I I already spent enough money on Netflix, so I don't buy I don't buy Hulu. Right. I know that's the thing. Like, there's cool stuff on Hulu, but I just don't want yet another service. You know, that's the problem. We we had went on a couple of rants about Hulu this fall. I yeah. feel like very recently we've been... Because I, I loved what they did with um, 11-22-63. And you bought the discs awesome. after it came out, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so, um, next to The Walking Dead, and this gets a D-. minus. It's <laughs> been so boring. It's, if you're like a gun nut, like a person who's into pew, 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 <laughs> like, you like the guns... You're probably in love with this season of The Walking Dead. I had to force Ange to watch this episode, this like le- this week's episode last night, like, and um, just, just um, not good, not good. Nothing has happened other than there's just shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting, and nobody gets hit. And there's not this many bullets left in the apocalypse, people. <laughs> That brings. I stopped watching a few seasons ago, so yeah, I stopped watching it. You know, I almost stopped watching it in the, the third season, and I'm glad I didn't because there were some really good episodes after that. Just this season has just been way off. Um, this brings us to our final frontier, and that's Star Trek Discovery. I um. I was pleasantly surprised. 
Sounds neat from what you guys said. What do you think, Jail? I was also pleasantly surprised. I think that there's been some inconsistency in the writing. Yeah. And some threats. It hasn't been the show that I expected it to be, and I don't think it quite knows what it really wants to be yet. There's some episodes that are very, very Star Trek, the way the Orville is, and there's some episodes of them being like, we have so much money and we get to make Star Trek, and uh, things are a little a little crazy. But uh, Anthony Rapp is my favorite thing about that show. Uh, Stamets, the engineer. Yeah, um, he's great. And the little intern cadet girl, she's oh. also delightful. Tilly, she, um, I wonder if she's gotten any of my letters I've sent her. Creeper. What, I sent her that ring? What'd you flick me for? <laughs> Your wife's flipping you off. <laughs> <laughs> That's because every time she comes on the screen, I, like, sigh. Well. And, um, whatever. <laughs> I sit by both of you during Thorn. You both, like, just kept being like, mmm, the whole movie, all right? All right? Two hours. I saw with you twice. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I, I totally agree. Like, yeah, some episodes don't feel like Star Trek. And, um, especially the, like, the one that really felt like it was, like, something straight out of Alien, which I thought was kind of cool, but. It's weird for me, you know, I've seen every episode of Star Trek. Star Trek's always about the captain. We Now we have a Star Trek series that's not all about the captain. And I didn't like the captain at first. I like him now. But I didn't like him at first. How'd you feel about Jason Isaac's captain? Well, I love everything about Jason Isaacs. That's a difficult question. <laughs> um, I feel I'm a little bummed that we were very misled that... We were going to get a Star Trek with uh, a woman person of color as the captain, and that didn't actually happen in any sense of the word. Um, So I'm a little bitter about that, that the captain is once again a white dude. Yeah. It's white man. (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about the, you know, I felt like the ship from the the pilot episode... um, I, I did like a lot of that crew better than the crew of the Discovery Times. The concept of the Discovery itself is interesting, though, how it is, you know, primarily a research vessel has turned into the greatest uh, weapon in the war against the Klingons. Um, Klingons. But obviously it's not sustainable because we have timeline consistency issues, which they've sworn that they're going to address in the next, in the second half of the first season, but I have no idea how they're going to do it. No, I have no idea how, how they're going to do it either. Um, but basically, it's come to the point where like, I'm not ready to stop watching it. It's Star no, Trek. No, definitely not. I'm entertained. Rain Wilson from The Office was... Uh, oh my god. He's so perfect. It, like, my husband hasn't seen... The original series, so every time Rain Wilson shows up as Harry Mudd, I just shake my husband and go, oh my god, it's amazing, and he doesn't get it, but it's so amazing. <laughs> I saw a Harry Mudd episode on um, Thanksgiving, there was a marathon okay, on, yeah. and it was the first time I saw one in a couple of years, and I was like, oh, it's like, oh wow, yeah, okay. Um, Rain Wilson really, really nails it, just outstanding. The time loop episode with him, or not really, like, he was creating his own time loops um, on different ways he was trying to take over the ship were amazing. Uh, that episode was great, too. The, the whole That was my favorite episode of the season. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, we knew, most Star Trek fans knew, in the, the first time that you saw him, when they were in the jail cell, you knew he was double-crossing everyone. Like, you just knew it. Like, you knew the character. Um, I'm giving Discovery an A. A minus, maybe. A, a minus. I'm giving it an A minus. It'll it'll get its act together. I have faith. Yeah. Now we we we've, we've done several episodes, podcast episodes, where we really talk some smack on Discovery before it aired. We did that whole one on why no one should pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so frustrating though that you have to like have all these different services just to like watch maybe one or two cool things. Like I don't know. Because now, what about the people that, you know, that paid for Discover- for ABC to go week by week? So you gave, like, okay, so like $20 you gave to, um, to CBS, is what I'm trying to say. Now, they're giving you, uh, giving it away for free for a month. So you can watch the entire Discovery season for free right now. Yeah. And eventually it'll be on Netflix, like it is for the rest of the world. Yeah, and they actually, uh, it, yeah, the rest of the world has it on Netflix, you're right, and they are, it's like as soon as the season's over, it's supposed to transfer over there. So, I still say that no one should give their money over to to CBS. Yeah, I think you just be patient. Yeah. Man. We're in the age of binge watching. You can't binge watch it even if you have CBS all access anyway. Yeah. So... It's great. I enjoy watching it week by week, but I'm a Trekkie, and I probably would like it no matter what. I'm just going to watch the Orville. (laughs) 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 But we are so in the age of binge-watching that I've been binging Lost Girl on Netflix, even though I'm like, five years behind and Punisher came out and I binged the first five episodes of Punisher and I really enjoyed it. Well, that's cool. But then I went back to Lost Girl and I'm in like season four. So I'm like, oh, in a week or so I'll finish all of Lost Girl and then I guess I'll get around to finishing Punisher. So <laughs> five episodes into Punisher, Punisher gets like a B plus, but I'm not done with it yet because again, I'm binge watching a show that's not even on the air anymore. <laughs> You know, it's interesting you brought that up. I completely forgot to put Punisher on our list here. Uh, Punisher, I um, just haven't had time. It's all boils down to you. I just haven't had time. And I'm a little burned out on guns from The Walking Dead. And this is a very gun-heavy show. And watching it, I definitely understand why they were very careful with their promotional stuff due to world events. Right. Right. Crazies with guns. Some great non-sci-fi shows I've been watching was it was a great docu series with Sam Worthington on uh, the Unabomber. <coughs> it was a uh, it was interesting. It was captivating. I was shocked because I don't watch a lot of true crime stuff. I do. And, I mean, it's not really true crime. It's like dramatization right, crime. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was well done. It was awesome. So many Philly jokes. You know, I love some good Philly jokes. You know, being you know living here, so um, that was that was kind of awesome. And. Um, my favorite non-sci-fi show is on right now is a show called Search Party. Either one of you ever hear of this? No. Jail? No, my favorite non... Well, really, the only non-sci-fi show we're currently watching is Designated Survivor, oddly. Hmm. And my boss watches that. Search Party has... Um, 
uh, maybe from Arrested Development. Oh, That's yeah. the best thing I can I can think a of. Maybe. Yeah, there's a oh, there's other noticeable people too. So the first season was kind of like this totally like under radar. I think they almost played all the episodes in one day kind of thing. Um, and TBS does have some really good shows that they they kind of hide places like um, People of Earth and uh, Wrecked. With uh, Search Party, the whole first season was they were like looking for one of their friends. And uh, let's just say at the end of it, I'm not going to say who, but at the end of it, a murder happens. Oh my. And this whole second season is the whole group of people trying to deal with what happened. And they're just losing it at every turn. And it's amazing to see just like how they're unraveling um, very rapidly. And it's it's just amazing to watch. Like I'm I'm glued to the screen whenever uh, it's like two episodes air on like Sunday nights. And um, the other non sci-fi show is Curb Enthusiasm. Oh yeah, so I'm good. Watching Curb. Yeah, we have one left. Uh, it aired last Sunday. Curb probably not going to time to watch it tonight Vice though. Principles was really ridiculous. Yeah, that was too. good too. Yeah, we love and a good then, silly show. And I also watched the uh, Vietnam War series. Oh, you did watch it. That's right. Yeah, Ken Burns did, which was brilliant and really heartbreaking. So, you know, that's what I was watching pressing yeah final thing on my wrap up is last week tonight with john oliver which everybody should always watch all the time ever yes agreed i've been watching that too it's brilliant jordan klepper's show is brilliant it's on after the daily show because it's basically like colbert's what colbert's show was it was the need for that crazy right wing you know yeah fake right wing um analyst and it's just it's so hysterical how he like He'll say something and be like, now that the liberals shut the TV off, let's talk about guns and how we're going to give you more guns. And, Yikes. And he's got these um, uh, these two, like, gay uh, log, ca- log cabin Republicans um, that are, like, his correspondents, and they're always, like, you know, acting like they're not, like, gay when they're right. going out and doing, like, Republican things, so it's hysterical to me, so. Yeah. Funny stuff. Yeah, I was just watching John Oliver and sometimes Colbert, so... I don't, catch, I don't catch Colbert's new show that much. but no, I watch The Daily Show and Jordan Club every day, though. That is fun. So, yeah, so there's a lot of cool stuff out there for people to check out. And... Uh, this fall has been awesome. These yeah. shows have been great this year. Um, you know, there was so much hype about this fall TV was going to be terrible, and everything has really been really good. Or at least the same as it was last year, like Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having um, a lot more fun watching fall TV. And the other thing, too, is I canceled my Netflix uh, disc plan, so I have a lot less movies that I feel yeah, like I have to true. watch right away. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks, JL. Do you want to talk about Thank where you. people can uh, find some of your stuff really quick? Okay, when I'm not busy watching all of the TV, you guys can find me online at jlgribble.com. Um, I'm an urban fantasy alternate history author. I write the Steel Empire series. The first book is Steel Victory, which you can find on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble, basically anywhere except real bookstores because I write for small press. Uh, so thanks for having me. And I guess I should get back to writing or do more catching up on my DVR. <laughs> That's great. That's Thanks great. so much, Jay. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can always find out more information about our podcast and our books mm-hmm. and us at our website, prisondad.com. That's Don't forget right. to like us on Facebook, 
I want to say follow us on Twitter, but we really do nothing with the Twitter account. Yeah, we're bad with our Twitter. But uh, check us out on our website, and you can find our And definitely, we're always them. posting silly um, sci-fi stuff on our Facebook page, so make sure you uh, check us out there. Uh, we have a friend who just sent us uh, today a bag of acorns. Yes, in honor of our Squirrel Cane stories. Um, yes, with, with, with a menacing note that more squirrels are to come. Yes, so we're still having fun, and... Uh, Grateful to have some great friends to talk about cool TV shows with and uh, to share with you guys. Too. And next week, we will be here talking about Star Wars! Yes! We'll be reviewing The Last Jedi next week. We're amped. Yes, we have opening night, Thursday night tickets at 6 o'clock. Woohoo! Um, my parents are going to even be picking my kid up from school. I took the day off of work. You took the day? I think I might exciting. just take a day, a half day. Um... Yeah, very amped for two and a half hours of new Star Wars. Yeah, so. metal Star Wars. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Until next week. May the force be with you always.